All right, everybody, we're here doing a review of us. We're doing this live on uh, Superhouse Live and also on the podcast. This is Andrew coming at you, and we also got Maddie here with you. Let me get you on the cam here, bro. There we okay, go. Okay, hi. <laughs> wow, you're very clear. I got this badass webcam now. Holy shit, you look... See my pores and shit on my pimples, my you're, blackheads. You're looking mighty fine today, boy. Oh, I, show, <laughs> I showered for the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so we're going to fucking uh, review us. So let's get right the fuck into it. Um, what'd you think, Manny? Just fucking straight up. Okay, so I really enjoyed this movie, but I but I have... The thing that when I go into a Jordan Peele horror movie, I want him to break the fucking mold. And yeah. he doesn't do it, but he makes damn fine movies. And every time I'm in one, I feel like I'm a little let down, even though it's like I love the journey through it. But right. he's not hes not really breaking the mold of anything. Like, it's stuff I've seen before. I mean, he definitely has his own spin on it. But, you know, I expect it to be a little scarier, maybe, or just show me something you know, that hasn't been done before, but he never does it, but he makes solid fucking movies. So it's like, I constantly wrestle with, even with get out, like I get the, like the, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, I get what he's doing. And with like the, the commentary on society and all that stuff is great. It's just for me as being like a horror fan, I go to horror movies to be scared or, you know, shown something I haven't seen before. So I wrestle with the movie, his movies constantly just because they're good. They're well done. Acting's great. Music fucking his concepts are cool. It's just like, but it's been done, you know, but I did enjoy it. You're saying doppelganger family has been done before. I'm just saying like doppelganger f fighting yourself. A different version right, of yourself. Right, right, I mean, right. it's it's repeat shit. You've read about it for years. You've seen movies about it. You've read comics about it, dude. It's just like, it's nothing that different. And even the twist in this movie was like, I saw it coming. Oh, yeah, I did, too. As soon as they bring the girl back and they're like, oh, she's not herself. She's not talking. I was like, that's like, you know, 45 minutes into the movie, like at the halfway point, I, I called that shit. Yeah, I mean, I did you too. Know? I was like, oh, they switched spots. And I was like, I'm ready. But I was ready for the journey, you know, because I didn't go for. I kind of like not from the trailer did I know what I was getting into. But like you said, at that point, I was like, all right, I know this is turn is going to happen at some point, but I'm ready for the journey, you know? Right. Because I think he's such a great storyteller. It's like even if he gives you the information up front, it's like, but where does it go? You right. know? And I thought that journey was very fun, but it, like I said, it wasn't breaking the mold. You know, he wasn't trying to keep it secret till the very end. But that's what I want from him. I want him to just be like, holy shit, dude. That's a crazy cool concept. Like, the last movie I saw that I was like, oh, this is crazy, man. I don't even know what the uh, what this thing is or what it does, what its rules are, which I'm, with us, I don't know what the rules are for the doppelgangers necessarily because I have some questions. But It Follows was one that I was like, whoa, this is kind of a cool original concept. Like, yeah, it plays homage to a lot of stuff, but you've never seen like an invisible creature could change its shape, uh, you know, change into like tall people to small people. And like it was very original. And I feel like that's what I need. That's what I always want when I go into a Jordan Peele film. But I, I don't get it. But I get a good film, a great film. 
But you know what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm articulating this correctly, but I did enjoy it. So we can move on. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. Um, I will say it's not as, I didn't like it quite as much as Get Out because that was like kind of like a special movie for me. Maybe, I don't know. Like I had a really great time in the theater when I saw that and, and like it was kind of fresh to me. And I, I, I kind of feel like, Jordan Peele has evolved a lot as a filmmaker. Like there's a lot more layers to this one. He's got like this, I mean, dude, I have watched like a bunch of videos on this fucking movie afterwards. And like people were breaking down the fucking symbolism and all of that shit. And like, I think probably there was a lot more of that going on in this than in, uh, than in get out. But, um, I don't know. My gut reaction is that it's just not quite as good as get out. And, when I was leaving the theater, I literally heard some dude go, huh, so much better than Get Out, <laughs> you know? So I thought that was kind of funny, but uh, maybe, I thought maybe I was like uh, a minority thinking that it was uh, that Get Out was better, but maybe I'm not. Um, but, uh, I mean, the cinematography was fucking excellent. The direction was great. Um, I felt like the voice that she does was it kind of like almost silly to me at first, but then mm. I, and then it, I don't know. It was like almost comedic. And there's a lot of the, like the comedy in the movie really lands for me every time. Like, yeah. like appeal is hilarious. Um, so I don't know. And then what were the other minuses? Not a whole lot, really. It's just, it's hard to pinpoint. It's, it's still just been a week for me. So it's been a while, um, uh, but yeah. Um, what did you think of like the parallel imagery? Were you able to catch a lot of that as far as like the black flag shirts and stuff like that? Um, yeah, I mean, I caught all like the references, like when they're zooming in on the Hands Across America thing and there's like all those films on the side of the t- television, like Chud was there and it's like, oh cool. So we're going to deal with underground stuff. So I know I'm going underground at some point. Um, I feel like some. Oh, hold on. We got, uh, sorry about that, Maddie. Holy crap. (laughs) Can you hear me, dude? Oh yeah. What's up, man? I meant to, uh, I cut off Maddie. I don't know how to add people. Sorry, everybody. I'm going to add Maddie to this, add Maddie to the call, uh, real quick. Hopefully this will work. We're still figuring out all this technology, guys. Maddie was like in the middle of talking. Oh damn! Oh my god! Two of three in the call. Come on, Maddie, you were just here. Just click answer. Is it just me, you, and Maddie? Yeah. It says it's calling Maddie. Oh my God, bro. I can't even, I don't even have like the chat window anymore. Um, okay. Now they're, yeah, Skype is just weird. I see it. Here we go. What's Maddie that? Joy. Sorry, man. I tried, I, I clicked. I don't know why it doesn't just add Jared to it. This, it just drives me crazy. All right. Well, we're still live. Um, and we've welcomed Jared onto this discussion. What's up? I was just reading some shit about it. <laughs> okay. The fan theories are helpful. I'll 
Uh, Jared, we'll get to you in a second, but we literally cut Maddie off in the middle of his uh, sentence. What were you saying again, Maddie? Um, just uh, about the beginning of the film when they like go in on the uh, the VHS tapes. Um, right. Just like there's like chuds there and some other stuff like the, the man goonies. with the screamers, the Goonies. And I feel like this is kind of references to like the journey you're about to take, or at least some of the inspiration behind the making of us. Because, I mean, we do underground, and Chud is about humanoid underground dwellers. So it was kind of cool to see that, like, maybe it's a little nod to, like, hey, listen, I'm not going to make a campy movie, but I enjoy the camp. And I think it sets it up for, like, the comedic tone throughout it, too. Like, you kind of know what you're getting ready to get into. Um, Yeah, I mean, I saw, like, the Black Flag shirt, and I feel like all this stuff for a lot of it is just, like, Maybe stuff Jordan Peele's into just to show, like, yeah, man, uh, that Black Flag uh, album's fucking sick, dude. <laughs> All right, know? so I, I looked into that because that really stuck out to me. And I don't know if there's any more sim- uh, reason for it than this. The Black Flag logo has four bars on it, okay? And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's syncing up with the 1111 imagery. And... Basically, I think that's it. Unless there's a song or something Henry Rollins has said or some shit like that that made See, Jordan Peele I like that. that. Like, I thought that like some of those references also might have been to kind of like date the flashbacks to a certain time yeah. in the 80s. It's possible, yeah. but they wear it again in the modern era, but the, the, the colors are switched. In the 80s one, it's it's black on white, and then in the modern one, it's white on black. And hmm. So well, the guy's also wearing the black flag shirt with the uh, the one cover. It's the blue cover with the guy holding the knife. So there's several black flag shirts in the movie. Then I I really think it's mainly a it's a to show the time period and b it's that it's that uh, duality. It's a lot like the movie is essentially about duality and privilege, as far as what I can tell. Maybe there's more to it than that, but from what I gather, um, anyway, uh, Jared, your thoughts on this movie. Um, I liked it. I didn't like it as much as Get Out, which I think I kind of wasn't expecting to like it as much as Get Out because Get Out is just such like a phenomenal movie. Um, I do, I guess like as like as a movie that needs to be rewatched and kind of studied to be understood, I kind of do think that it's like a good version of that because at least like at the end of the rabbit hole there is some kind of commentary or something um like i was just reading this like theory about it that was saying that uh that uh the adelaide that you meet the whole movie like the one that you think is really the mom is not the mom it's not and that it was like pretty much like she made it to the surface and like met that dude had a family with him and that like the real like version <laughs> was like down there the whole time yeah that's the, then, that's what that's what happens yeah that's but then, that's but the, that's the twist like, i don't get then like how the tethering works yes yeah, or, like, how, like... Uh, like, why is the one who, like, her shadow is dancing, so therefore she would be? Like, is your tethered switched when you're brought down there? There's no rules to this movie, which is... That's like, there the are rules in horror. That's me about it. Yeah, so, like, Get Out's pretty solid because you, you've seen this movie. You know the rules. You know how to... But this one's different. He set up a whole new, like, a whole universe 
but didn't really explain how your shadow or the tethering thing works. Yeah, and then I'm like, I'm just like, then how did, because like I don't understand like if she was down there, right? Mm-hmm. So she's down there, and then she she like she like when 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 she's down there as like a failed experiment as a doppelganger, that experiment has already failed. That experiment is already over. So if she switches with the real Adelaide and makes it to the surface, and then has a family with this person who she had never met before, then how are there doppelgangers of her kids down there if the experiment was stopped? doppelgangers for her two kids like that shit didn't really make sense to me if Adelaide was down there the entire time she never would have been able to actually meet anybody and even though like the you know doppelganger Adelaide on the surface is the one who got pregnant like there's, there's just like a lot of loose ends like that that kind of like gave me like trouble kind of like understanding and it's like I get you know like the commentary that's being made you know about kind of like being liable for privilege even if you weren't a part you know of like the original atrocity kind of like you know if you're walking around with an iphone you're somewhat with these child minds and these like wars being fought over minerals in africa and with these like chinese kids dying in like iphone factories you're somewhat culpable if you're using an apple product and it's like so it's like i get that aspect of it but like the rules the rules are, are the only things that have me like scratching my head you mean yeah, as far me as, as well. like their their souls are are tethered to one another? Like how does the boy control the other boy? Shit like that. How how does the boy even exist? How does he even exist if the experiment stopped? If the experiment stopped, that means that they're not making any new doppelgangers. So if the experiment stopped, then how are there doppelgangers that look exactly oh, like I got the boy it. and the girl? I got it. Life finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you were talking about the rules of this, and I was kind of wondering, like, so at the end, um, the young boy was able to sort of walk backwards, and his doppelganger was able to do the same thing. And when the father's doppelganger, like, messed with his glasses, the doppelganger tried to do the same thing, but he didn't have glasses to, like, do anything with. So at what point are they able to mimic and not mimic? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know, but I, it's like it's I, it's a to me it's just like a loose end, and I mean I feel like Jordan Peele needs to release like a prequel novel or something just to like explain what the fuck how this world works. He says in an interview that he had uh, what you call it uh, uh, he has like a pretty extended mythology for this whole thing. Uh, he, but he said he, it was a, the challenge was what to tell and what not to tell, what makes it scarier sure. when it's more ambiguous, things like that. So I thought, um, I mean, there could be more to it. Um, so to me, what, it's like, I, I, what I was the main, like, what was the main plot hole there, Jared? Sorry. The, the stream oh, was, was kind of going just, in and out on my end. Like the, the fact, like for me, like the plot hole, and this is the plot hole after reading, you know, like the kind of analysis to get a better picture of what actually was like supposedly going on. The plot, the glaring plot hole that's left for me is like, if the one on the surface having the kids is a doppelganger who was originally a doppelganger made of the little girl in the 80s or in the 70s or like whatever time, you know, it would have had to be made, then I don't understand how 
then like I could I could get that there would be a doppelganger for her and a doppelganger for you know like the guy that she would eventually marry maybe even doppelgangers for her parents but what I don't understand is how is there a doppelganger for her kids if by the time she met that dude married him and had the kids the project failed project experiment already would have been over so it's well, like is there like a machine down there that they didn't turn off that's just like you know farting out like doppelgangers for everyone who has a well, kid. Or... I wonder because she calls herself a shadow when they first meet in the house. There's that conversation. It's like, you're my shadow. We're each other's shadow. I'm wondering if like something just exists. There's just going to be another one now. Because, I mean, that fucking bunker, that basement, where the fuck we ended up towards the end of that movie is fucking huge. It is, and it, yeah. can, and it has a doppelganger for everyone that exists. So, so I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm with you on that, Jared. I'm not super. I'm just trying to rationalize it a little bit. But then part of me is like, I don't know. Fuck it, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it's <laughs> like like if if a baby was born like after the events of this movie, would that baby also have a doppelganger down there squirming around? Like that's my yeah. It's, and like Maddie, you, Maddie, you'd mentioned the shadow. So if the if on the uh, up top, if they somebody gives birth. Does the one below automatically just become pregnant? But they seem I to be mimicking their movements. They're mimicking, their, is, they're mimicking their movements from the top and the bottom. So it's like right. Yeah. But here's the deal: DNA. They, they can't. You know, DNA is something that you can't really duplicate like that. I think is what Jared's trying to get to. Is like they might have a son, but he might not look exactly like that son. Might have a daughter, probably not gonna look like that daughter. You I, know or, I mean? don't or know how they would have. I had the son first, daughter second. Like, like I thought that. that like their bodies were just controlled kind of like tethered in movement only like I didn't realize that it's like cuz then at that point I feel like you're getting into like dimensions and portals you know and like you know kind of like the upside down and stranger things or some shit like that you know like I don't I know like, if it uh went quite that far I mean maybe that's part of its extended mythology but I I not I'm not sure I would go that far just yet because if, like, doppelganger Adelaide is on the surface fucking and she gets pregnant and has a kid, I don't understand how then that gets normal Adelaide pregnant. Like, I don't understand, or, like, what this tethering, like, I don't understand yeah. like, what it actually means and I don't understand, like, what the rules of it and the science of it, science of it is, you know, like, See, in the world. I was also trying to wrap my head around that for a couple of days now. And part of me just went, fuck it, man, it's a movie. And it's a horror movie, so there is some fantastical element. And I think at some point, you just got to give it up to the fantastical. Like, just within this world where there are <sighs> doppelgangers and tethered people, it just, this is how it works. And I, I mean, I, that's I not a really like, good excuse for it, but I've seen horror films from back in the day. Sometimes it's just like, all right, it happens that it's way. Just Let's the move magic on. Thing. It's just yeah. The, see, I feel like the the human in me is just like I like crave for the even if it's a fake system, I crave for there to be some kind yeah. of rule set that makes sense. Like I some totally kind get of, it. You know, like especially from like, Jordan Peele. It's like, come on, man, you can yeah, write this. Yeah, yeah, and like especially after because Get Out was so thorough. Mm -hmm, this right. this felt kind of open ended for me, which kind of made me feel like. Unless there's going to be an us too, where did you leave us? You know. Also, one other question I have. So when we end the movie, there's the hands across America thing, which is their big plan. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I'm just wondering. I, I I was thinking after the movie, I was like, so is that it? They just hold hands till they all like perish because they have to eat rabbits and flesh <laughs> to survive. So like that was the plan. I was reading, I think die. it's like a symbolic gesture because they're in the well, real yeah, hands across like, America. There were no, there was a lot of I, gaps and there's no gaps in this one. It's like the, the, uh, lower class. There has come to gap, there's four gaps. They've because, come to well, claim that they've the come to claim that, the, the upper world. And it's like a kind of like a class revolution kind of thing is what that. he's trying to say. It's I also like, like a I commentary just... on how like the real Hands Across America kind of like fell prey to the nonprofit industrial complex and in that it raised $34 million to supposedly feed and house the homeless and was only able to allocate less than half of that money due to overheads to actually give to these charities. And so it's kind of like a commentary on like how, you know, good intentions don't really mean shit. Like what really means shit is like at the end of the day, like what is actually accomplished and what responsibility is actually physically taken. You know, kind of like thoughts and prayers don't mean a fucking thing. Right. Donald Trump's dumbass in Puerto Rico fucking like throwing paper towels to people doesn't mean a fucking <laughs> thing. You know, when like right. there's kids who are fucking like having like terrible respiratory issues because of black mold because none of the work was done to actually fix Puerto Rico. So in the same way, Hands Across America was like a charitable event in name only and this kind of like almost like symbolic like you know mass self-masturbatory thing to like make americans feel good when it's like you know we're like one of the we're like one of like the wealthiest countries with one of the biggest like you know homeless problems like in like the western world and so that's kind of like you know this glaring kind of like duality there and almost like this um kind of like hollow bullshit of a gesture joey we never yeah, got I'm your just... thoughts what'd you think of the movie uh i liked it <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I got I, you know i gotta start with that um i don't know i like i definitely enjoyed the film um like you guys had brought up that a couple points that i didn't even think about it. i saw it on sunday so i haven't had maybe as much time as you guys to really think about it um but like, I like the characters. I definitely think um, for the ending, I sort of had that in the back of my mind. Like, when the two girls met uh, in the House of Mirrors and... Um, sorry, blanking here. Um, they met in the House of Mirrors and then it, like, cuts. And so I was thinking that basically kind of had in the back of my mind that like, I think that's the shadow version of Adelaide was like there the whole time. Yeah. Um, I thought that the young boy was cool. I wanted, I wanted to see like, like him to have maybe a couple more tricks. He was a he fucking was all, weirdo. He yeah. Was he, such a little fucking there's a theory weirdo. that he was also what? switched out. Yeah. I was before the that. events of the movie. Well, he was like, yeah. Cause they're talking about like the tricks and stuff. Mm. He had his mask. But I, it would have been cool to see like a trick, and it's like, oh, well, this one doesn't work, so he just keeps messing with this one. Um, I, wait, wait, wait. C compared to Get Out, which one's better, in your opinion? I think Get Out's probably better. Okay, all right. Yeah. You know, We're all in agreement on that. A, it's a tighter film. Um, like you guys had mentioned, this one's just kind of open-ended. You don't really get to know what the the um, what's going on, you know, underground exactly, like how all that works. Um, 
Yeah, and it, you, you, you kind of think about it. You when you when you see the friends, when the friends doppelgangers come into play, like none of them talk. They just go straight to killing their their like you know above ground versions. Um, where the shadow Adelaide talks, but her voice is very fucked up, which you find out why towards the end of the film. Um, and that was kind of another reason I was thinking to myself, like, you know, that that might be her at the end of the film. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed watching it. It was good. Um, I, you know, he's Jordan Peele's doing some good, great shit. So I definitely want to see more. They were I mean, saying yeah, like it, that it basically it makes me stoked for the Twilight Zone shit. That's kind oh, of oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. They're saying that like basically the 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 when Adelaide and what I think Red is her name. Uh, she okay. Red has like a vendetta, so she wants to take her time. So right. that's Red, why they don't. Red they don't... is actually Adelaide, and like the one that came up from below is like Shadow Adelaide. Right, right, right. So Shadow Adelaide slash slash, well, well yeah, we'll just go it's before, getting it's getting confusing. We, yeah. We'll but, keep it but, as, as for the ending of the film. We'll call her Shadow Adelaide. That's why she can talk. None of the other ones can talk because she used to, she was able to, right. and she hasn't used her vocal cords in a long time. I think that's the idea behind it. And well, uh, no, it's, the it's other guys the have that, no vocal cord ability, basically, and like they don't have a vendetta. The 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 friends so uh, and the friends uh, tethered versions. So like they just kill them immediately. Right. The reason her voice is messed up. Is because she was choked out, and it fucked up her vocal cords. That's why she talks like that. Oh, or she the... just hasn't had anyone to talk to for. I mean that that's true. Many but if, many but many. You, many but years. if you think about it, like the the girl chokes her, and then she yeah, falls but... to the ground, and so that basically it's a, means it's a she, it's like, a little bit of both. And there's a lot of uh, attacks to the throat too. I saw this in another video. Um, it's you know it's symbolic of taking somebody's voice and shit like that. And um, it's like, it, like when you watch all these videos, man, it's like nothing is on accident in this movie. Like everything's really well thought out. Like they use scissors because scissors and the word tethered, like they're tethering, cutting, cutting yeah. themselves free and shit like that. Like, I, I, I think I think that stuff is really cool. I think it also kind of is like a commentary, a really big commentary on how like our lifestyle depends on like the suffering of others in the third world, like from everything to like our electronics, to our groceries, to our clothing, everything that we consume pretty much like we don't really think about the human blood that is attached to it. And I think that this movie was definitely kind of commenting on that, like how like we're able to just, you know, sit up with our fucking like Alexa speaker and like fucking like, bitching about problems that don't really exist, drinking, like, champagne and shit, you know, while, like, literally, like, all the shit that we have is, like, because of, like, these people that are kind of, like, living in this shadow world, be it, you know, like, whatever third world country, like, you want to name, and, like, they're, like, having to suffer for our benefit, you know, just because of capitalism. Like, I think this, this shit is, like, rife with so many, like, levels of, like, commentary on, you know... I get that commentary. Um, for the film, were the underground, like the shadow people, were they providing anything for the? No, I don't think it's explained, just, but I assume okay. it's like slave labor type of stuff or something. Well, I don't it's think like they're they doing were, anything down I there. I think their, yeah, their, their original purpose was kind of like so the government could use them to physically control the populace. That was their original purpose. Yeah. In the movie. Okay. okay. Which is like. 
that makes me think, well, if they're intended to physically control, like, what kind of link do they have to people? And does that link, you know, transfer a pregnancy? Or that's right. the, that's, I mean, that's the one thing that, you know, is, like, really confusing me. But, I mean, like you said, maybe it's just one of those things that you're supposed to suspend your disbelief and um, just take it at face value. But then it's it's just, like, I feel like if you're going to do that on one hand, but then it's also laden with so much shit that was on purpose and, like, so much, like, commentary and, like, kind of, like, Easter eggs and shit, it's kind of funny that you have a movie that's, like, not telling you shit but also telling you a lot of shit on the other hand, you know? Right. Yeah. I'm I don't sure know. Man. I would like a rule book for the tethered and how all this works. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I need it. <laughs> I want to know, you know? Well, it, like I said, I think it's just because Get Out was so smart the way it handled everything, and what you're saying with all the little nods to everything that happens in the world and us to just like leave, be like, eh, well, it just happens because it happens. It's like really, that's just kind of lazy, dude. Like, yeah, because it's like you spent so much time giving us all these other messages, like you couldn't put even like a half of a little bow on the end of it, like. Yeah. Just like I a just, better explanation for the tethering. When I left, when I left Get Out, I felt like I understood what happened completely, and you know, I understood the point of it. And I think even leaving this movie, I, I don't even think and it might be because of my white privilege or something. Like I don't even think I got the whole privilege thing to begin with. Like I did pick up on the fact that you have like a a well-to-do black family. And then you have people rising up that are obviously less less well to do, attacking them. I thought that was kind of like the, the social horror, the social aspect of the social horror genre that he's trying to do here. But I don't know. It, it didn't like fully click with me. Like I really had to go back and watch these these YouTube videos to really kind of figure it I think out. He, he he wasn't necessarily touching on purely racial privilege so much as he was like kind of touching on like class privilege where 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 it's right. like it's like there's like there might be like you know there might be some family in the suburbs and fucking like middle america who are like wonderful people volunteering you know at like boy scouts and girl scouts and donating to their local food kitchen and they shit they might have even voted for fucking obama they might even be down for like healthcare for all and like you know fucking like ending the war and all this shit but it's like they are benefiting from a system that perpetuates itself kind of like in spite of you know like the victims of capitalism so it's like pretty much like i think really what he was trying to talk about was this whole sense of like being culpable for some shit that you might as that, that you like aren't directly involved in so it's kind of like you're kind of like benefiting from some shit without really knowing the true cost of it and that that makes you, you know, just at, not not just as culpable as the people perpetuating the evil, but it makes it doesn't allow you to completely divorce yourself from it. And, and then there's that, there's going to be a a, a comeuppance, basically. That's that's essentially yeah. what he's trying to say. Yeah, that that, that kind of like what goes around comes around, and that even if you're not, you know, like like even if you're not perpetuating the evil, like that doesn't spare you from the bad karma attached to directly benefiting from that evil. I mean, I think about that shit a lot now. Recently, this is getting to a big topic. We got to end in five minutes. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, like I think about that whenever, like I went to go buy garlic, and they have like the pre-peeled garlic, 
And I'm like, a robot did <laughs> Robot didn't do that shit, bro. That was fucking damn near slave labor doing that shit. Yeah, someone got underpaid to do that shit. Someone got underpaid to peel some fucking garlic, and I was like, I don't know if I want to take part in that. And then, like, I love Vans shoes. I'm a huge Vans fan, but, like, I know that they, they're fucking uh, bases, bases in China. And that shit's probably not good, man. So, like, I yeah, feel like I mean, shit, my N- next Nike, shoe purchase. Nike is also terrible. <laughs> I've known Nike was terrible, but it's like my beloved Vans also not not uh, without blame, you know. So it just kind of sucks. But yeah, um, I mean, it's it's uh, that's kind of with anything in life now. You kind of have to like, if you make a purchase, it's like, am I making a purchase? You know, you kind of have to think about it. Like what like what goes behind the making of this product that I'm purchasing. Should do I back that, you know, the way that it's being made uh, in China or, you know, Thailand or wherever, you know? I mean, the one thing I, I kind of think about is it's like we don't need iPhone. Like we, we iPhones are great, but we don't need them to like keep existing, to like keep our heart beating. We don't need iPhones. We don't need computers. We don't need TVs. We don't need video games. Whatever. We just like love all that. Shit. that like like that, that's why there's like this. Hold your technology. horses, Jared. But it's like even the shit that we do need, like foodstuffs, a lot of that is so irresponsibly acquired. And even that shit, like vegetables and fucking avocados and quinoa and like all that type of shit is like directly kind of like pulling out of the mouth of like someone, you know, who's like being made to like made by necessity to like, you know, work on these farms and give all their crops away to like a trader or, you know, fucking like Whole Foods with their goddamn, like they were fucking order, like ordering tomatoes from some company that literally had migrant workers locked up in U-Hauls working these farms. Oh to my like get God. These like organically, you know, to get these like organic tomatoes. It's like, it's like we, it's like, even if you try to be a couple steps ahead of it, you could still end up, you know, being like part of some machine that's like, you know, involved in slave labor and it's right. like, and, but then it's like, but then it's like, you know, the food is required for your survival. So how do you really, is there a way to fully divorce yourself from capitalism and from all the evils that come with it? Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't have the answer yeah. to that question, but I do like the fact that even though this wasn't not even the director's best film, it's a movie that can, get you to talk about this kind of stuff and not a lot of movies do that especially the ones that are like this popular you know yeah i mean like and like one thing i will say is like normally you know like a director comes out with a banger like get out like they would follow it up with something that's absolute that's absolute trash because it's like how how do you follow up a great movie like that yeah and and it's like it's sick that like even though us wasn't my favorite it was at least at a level where you know like i can kind of see that like Jordan Peele came to play. Like he's not fucking around. Like, oh yeah. He's like, he's like, yo, he's establishing himself as like a serious, you know, like genre director. And I mean, I'm here for it. Shit, I saw all of Key and Peele and Keanu in the theater. I'm fucking down for <laughs> Key and Peele any which way I can get it. <laughs> See, yeah, like I, I, I love Key and Peele. Keanu was was too silly for me. So like, Keanu was quite silly. It was very silly. <laughs> But like, I mean, there's even some sketches on Key and Peele though, like like some of the more horror themed sketches that I could tell Jordan. Yeah. Oh, you can definitely see the horror sensibility in Key yeah, and Peele for it's sure. So great, like, it's, it's totally so... there. That like, shot, like, the like, opening the shot of uh, with, uh, 
Go ahead. Sorry. The the one where there's like that terminally ill kid who's just literally like, yeah. like Satan incarnate and he's just, yeah, like, yeah. just like fucking with the dude until his last breath. I'm like that had Jordan all over it, you know? Yeah. So uh, we might have to do a part two of this, guys. I have to host a Japanese group right now, but uh, let's do uh, final thoughts real quick and in deeds. Go ahead, Maddie. Uh, I'm going to give this uh, 8 out of 10 indeeds. I did enjoy it. I think I definitely need a second and third watch just to take in everything that's happening. But yes, it is not. Uh, Jordan Peele is not in a sophomore slump, which is great. <laughs> I'm glad that he brought another great film to the table that, I mean, we talked about fucking shit for 30 minutes about it. And some of us, you know, it's there's definitely something there and I definitely need to explore it more. Jared? Um, I would also give it eight out of ten in deeds, and I think maybe after some like Reddit deep dives and maybe another watch, it could be bumped up to nine. Nice. Um, yeah. I thought Get Out was a ten. Get Out's one of my favorite favorite movies that I've ever seen. Right. So yeah. um, I'm 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 just really fucking excited to see what else is lurking in Jordan Peele's mind. You know, like. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm like a, I consider myself a Jordan Peele fan now, and I'll probably be there for whatever he releases next. All right, Joey. Uh, I'm gonna give it a ten, or sorry, eight out of ten as well. Um, I'm I'll start. I'll, 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 I kind of want to do some deep dives as well. Uh, I've been working a lot since I saw the film, so I really haven't had a lot of time to sort of sort of break it down. Uh, I enjoyed the movie. It definitely had a great tone to it. Um, I can't wait to see what Jordan Peele has, uh, you know, has coming for us in the future as far as like with um, uh, Twilight Zone and various other things that he has going on. Uh, but yeah, eight out of ten. I'm going to give it a solid eight point five myself. Uh, of course you would. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm a big fan and uh, <laughs> I fucking love Jordan Peele, man. Um, I actually saw him in person one time when I went for a G4 recording, if you remember that. Um, I went to a taping of that. Um, anyway, um, yeah, uh, yeah. Get Out is a ten. This is eight point five, maybe even eight point seven five for me. Who knows if I'm feeling uh, good this day? Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that's it. Uh, I've already queued up our uh, outro song. Um, catch us on Patreon, Twitter, Instagram, and all that stuff. We'll hopefully do a part two of this. Maybe even a deeper dive if it warrants that. Hate to cut this short, guys, but I'm already late. There's probably people waiting on me. Um, any other shout-outs before we head out of here? Nah. Uh, we're playing Sekiro, and we'll have uh, reviews on that. So. Oh, fuck. I need, I need to get that game, man. Even though, like, I haven't been able to get through Bloodborne... Bloodborne with Ninjas sounds fucking dope. Dude, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's pretty amazing. And also, uh, Ben and I, and anybody can join us, but Ben and I want to talk about Zack Snyder's comments on Batman killing. Um, we can't let that slide. So, uh, oh, Also, uh, before we dip out, both of you guys should check out that list that I just did because that Dicing Night game is something I think that you would enjoy if uh, you want like Sekiro mixed with Link to the Past. Yeah, it's uh, it looks Sounds just good. like a two. Nice. Oh, oh man, <laughs> almost getting us uh, blocked here, bro. Um, all right, so we'll uh, check you later. Yeah, later. Right. Peace. What's up? So is hold on. Can we still... not see? Can we not see you? Hold up a second. Let's let the song play out. Sorry. Uh, oh. <laughs>
Alter. 